Trisha. I'm very sorry about your loss. It's your fault! I can't even imagine how you must feel. Your children. Mincing. Mincing. Are safe now. But have they heard her crying? Have they felt the sting of her tears? They will. And she will come for them. Who? La Giordona. Rough day, week, month, year. It's the Boy and Rojas podcast, episode 86. I'm Nick Rojas. He's Nick Boyle. He's Mark DeSisto. He's AJ Farina. Boyle, what did we just see back in the building? Showcase Seekonk. We're back. We saw the curse of La Corona. My Lorona. That was almost as corny as the movie itself. Honestly, it would have fit in the movie. If that was the trailer music, I would have believed it. Yeah. The curse of La Llorona. It is little background, little background on this movie. It is based on an actual, you know, Latin American folklore. You know, mothers tell their kids, you know, if you're not good, if you don't go to bed, if you don't do this, La Llorona will come, La Llorona will come and get you. And it's basically like uh, this mother that killed her two kids will come and get you for all the bad kids. So this movie, which takes place in the Conjuring universe in 1973, posits that that spirit still is real. And lives in the world and is now coming for pairs of kids to replace her own kids. And that's what she's cursed to, uh, yeah. So, uh, before I give my thoughts and before Boyle gives his thoughts, let's send it to the back right now. To our guest, we love when he's on, Mark Sisto. Mark, what'd you think? Hey, everybody. Now, uh, if you know me personally, you know I love horror movies. So I've seen most of them. I've seen the worst of the worst and the best of the best. Now, luckily, I had the pleasure of seeing La Llorona tonight with, you know, Nick Nick and our buddy AJ. Now, I I think that uh, jump scares are a very cheap way to get through a horror movie. And this was pretty much based on on the jump scares, in my opinion. Uh, other than that, there wasn't, like, too much legitimate horror. Um, you know, and there was no, like, insightful fear. It was just kind of like, when are they going to jump out at me next? Uh, I thought they overexposed... Um, we'll call her the monster of the movie. Saw her a lot. She got a lot of FaceTime. Took uh, the sting away of, you know, any time that she was in there. Um, the script itself, it was just, I, I, I said it to, to Rojas, um, like mid-movie. It's like someone, it's like a horror movie writer studied abroad for a semester and decided that they were now cultured. So they wrote this, this script. Uh, they took, you know, a legitimate, like, folklore legend and then just, you know, cornied it up. It was just, uh, I, <laughs> I got to say, I wasn't a big fan. <laughs> it was just, I, I found myself laughing far too often in this horror movie. Uh, but that's different than, let's say, the movie It, uh, which had legitimate, you know, one-liners that were funny, that kind of relaxed you and then scared the pants off you. This was like, oh, no, like, sweetie, what have you done? Um, so I'll, I'll save my rating for the end, but you know, that's, I just thought it was very corny. 
I, you you said it so well halfway through the movie, and I'm glad you repeated that on the podcast because that was so true. Whoever wrote this was like heard it from someone talking at the restaurant, you know, across the restaurant from them in Mexico when they were studying there, like you said, for six months and was like, great idea for a movie. Let's write this up right now. Had an empanada and then pieced. So, yeah, this now we try to always say, first off, in any movie, what are three things you liked? I don't think we're going to do that for this movie. I will say this. Linda Cardellini, she gave a good effort. You know, kudos to her. Why The sign of a bad horror movie, Mark, is when it jumps into the scares um, right away and doesn't scare you and it doesn't hook you emotionally. Now, with it, it's pretty terrifying in the first five minutes. Right. And it's scary enough that it overcomes the lack of connection you have to the character. This movie does neither of those things. It wasn't really scary in the first five minutes, and you don't care emotionally, and then it never, never build up from that. Mm. So, yeah, I it's just bad writing. Halfway through the movie, you could tell this was not really going to be a good movie when Mark and I were openly rooting for La Llorona yeah. to kill the kids because we're like something, something. I know that's bad to say. I was like, come on, ah! like it was like a wrestling like thing. I was like, oh, she threw him through the table. Yo, the funniest scene in that movie. He's shaking the maracas. Out. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, the maracas. Honestly, it was like a wrestling movie in that, like, or not a wrestling movie, like watching a wrestling show because they'd lay all the things out. Like, oh god, the table, the table's been laid out. Like, oh, they're gonna go through that table eventually. Yo. When that girl got launched through the air through the front door, oh, yeah. honestly, yeah. probably I'm not even kidding. Probably the funniest thing I saw in theaters this year. I'm not even. Kidding. It's April twenty first, twenty second. Twenty second. Yeah. The funniest thing I saw this year, probably. <laughs> All right, so boil thoughts. She got she launched. Shot out of a launched. Hit stick. Just went straight back. I was like Troy Palomalu, like yeah. jumping over the line. <laughs> just, oh, that was hysterical. Um. Yeah, I don't really know what else to say about it that you guys have. And you give a lot of um, to the dad, so I'm curious. I do. I just so you know the first thing I had to look into was how is this tied in with the whole, <laughs> you know, the whole Conjuring universe. And just so you know, there's stipulation between whether it's really tied in or not because it says on even the movie poster sells from the producers of the Conjuring universe, whereas every other movie that's been made so far from them has said like another installment in the Conjuring universe, and this one didn't. And I think that was primarily so that if it was a really bad flop, they could be like, yeah, no, there's no connection there. But the only connection there is in this movie is the priest, and that he was also in the original Annabelle only a few years prior to this movie. Or actually, it was around the same vicinity of time. I just looked it up. But um, anyways, so they were able to tie it in and say it was a part of that uh, universe if they would like to. Uh, however, looking at the movie as a standalone, I'll always say that Linda Cardellini, who played the mom in this, I mean, she's beautiful. She's awesome. And we'll just mention the fact that her Scooby-Doo reference is the cartoon, and I will spoil that because it doesn't matter. You shouldn't see this movie. Um, <laughs> but the fact that they gave that, like, little Easter egg in there, and she's just like, don't watch too much TV, kids. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. that's I, I, I like, yeah. cheered for that. Oh, wait a minute. She was Vilma. Yeah. I didn't get that. That's funny. You didn't get that? No, Jinkies, I didn't get that. I mean, Jinkies. Dude, that's, like, one of the only reasons I wanted to see this movie was because she was in it. 
Wait, you didn't know her from like Freaks and Geeks and all the other movies she's been in? Nope. You recognize her as the wife in Green Book? No, I knew that, but I'm just saying, like, I loved her in Scooby Doo. I thought that was not even like in my ballpark of movie. I. Yeah, I wouldn't. That no. <laughs> I, I gotta agree with uh, our man Rojas on this one. I would not like. I did not associate I that. I'm not saying I. I love those movies. <laughs> one I, and two. I own both. I never saw the second one. Shame I don't on think you. I saw the first one. Come on over. I saw bits of pieces. Come on over, baby. Come on over, watch Scooby Doo, baby. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I mean, basically, Bill she was great. In the can movie. we? Can it we was. It was. Bring up um, my MVP uh, besides you know La Llorona, uh, the priest guy, yeah. the maniac priest Raphael. He was. Oh yeah. So over the top, corny. Corny. Like, man, you corny. Capital C corny. <laughs> uh, so this is so and I were laughing because. All right, I want you all to close your eyes right now. If you're driving, don't do that. Close your eyes and think of all the people in your life who speak Spanish. Now tell me, how many of those people mix in a palabra during each sentence they say that's in Spanish? All right, open your eyes. Was the answer zero? Yes, that's correct. Well, guess what this movie has? 15 of those people in this movie that mix, say stuff in Spanish than in English to yeah. people. Here's what I can tell you right now. from As, as half a Latino-American... When people are speaking Spanish to other Spanish-speaking people, they speak in Spanish. When they're talking to English-speaking people, they talk in English the whole time. They don't try to be... Oh, my God. They, <laughs> no, he literally at one point was like, oh, she wants your El Ninos. And, 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 your children. Like, and, oh. and that means your children. But you knew that. Without even ever taking Spanish, tree. you could have put that together. The fire tree was the best fire part. So, again, this was, me and the sister were cracking yeah. up over that because he's like, that's made from the arbol... <laughs> Arbol fuego. Arbol fuego. And, look, and the, the kid goes, kid goes, huh? Fire, Fire tree. tree. <laughs> and he's like, oh. Like, but then, then there were sequences where <laughs> it was like straight Spanish sentences, like three sentences in a row. And I'm looking at Rojas like, what do you say? <laughs> like, and, then, and then when it was obvious, that's when they're like, okay, so, um, you know, Spanish word, Spanish word. English translation. I'm just yeah. like, oh, come on. Yeah. Like, come By the way, if you're looking for subtitles in this movie, you're at the wrong movie. No <laughs> subtitles at all. I wonder if you had closed captions if there'd be that. Oh, my God. I actually, I went to a screening of uh, um, Across this Into the Spider-Verse in December or January, something like that. Uh, I think it was, like, before the Oscars anyway. Um, and that was a theater at Providence Place Mall that had the closed captions while you're watching mm -hmm. the movie. Primo. Because nowadays everyone watches What's movies with movie? subtitles. Prime. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Oh, you just pulled uh, a La Llorona. Sure. Oh yes, uh, Lo Siento. Sorry. Uh, I th you know what? Actually, I might start saying I might do that now more often. You have to. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mas Austin. Um, <laughs> like what? What was that movie? So, uh, I feel like we're beating up on this movie a lot. So let's give some ratings. Uh, just so you're our guest. All right. Uh, I, I mentioned my score earlier uh, to boil on the way out because I was. I just, it came to me pretty quickly. Um, I'm giving this one a 3.4 out of 10. Um, it was the, the jump scares got me, but I I find those cheap, and um, I'm still laughing about this movie. So, you know that's why it's not getting a zero. I, I laughed a little bit. 3.4 is my official score. When people ask me about La Llorona, I'll be like, oh yeah, that movie was hilarious. The movie Very was so so funny. Best comedy in years. Yeah. Coming to theaters. La Llorona. <laughs> Um, go for food tonight, the, the, <laughs> aka the Lorona. <laughs> yeah. 
So, AJ, what did you think about the movie? Yeah. Well, you know what? That I'm. I mean, pretty much everything that you guys said, I have to agree with. Um, towards the end, it got pretty comical. Uh, the beginning part definitely had me jumping out of my seat yeah. a couple of times. But um, like the Sisto said, I think that they showed the so-called monster a little bit too early in the movie, kind of gave it away. Um, and also, it didn't build up. The scares weren't built up. Like, you were jumping, like, within the first five minutes, and then about a little under halfway of the movie, I was like, all right, like, I'm not jumping anymore, and now we're just laughing. So <laughs> I would have to say I'd give it a solid four. Um, probably would wait. I wouldn't uh, recommend going to pay to see this, but... it's a great point, AJ. Sorry, I cut you off. No, I mean... That... <laughs> oh, I and that's it. No, that's... And, and that is all. <laughs> and that's all, folks. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was thinking that, too. I was like, I would not recommend this movie to people to go see in theaters. I'll give my score, because I've, I've already talked enough, but uh, give this one a 4 out of 10. Uh, um, the points it's getting is... Uh, I like movies that take place not in the current day, so kudos to them on that. Um, the kid actors weren't, like, distractingly bad. And uh, Linda Cardellini was all right. Um, but, yeah, that pr- and it made me laugh, which, I mean, any movie that can make me laugh, you know what? That's a four. Boyle? Well, like, as I was saying before, I mean, I liked Linda's performance, but even, I got to say, at least the kid actors were okay. They could have been really bad, which we've seen in many other films. I give them props. Um, and I... Um, I get where they, I felt like it was too long again. Um, also for somebody who loves trailers, I've been realizing now trailers are my double-edged sword because I watch them with super excitement and then usually share them to you or to Mark or Michaela or AJ or somebody. And I'm like, dude, look what's coming out. And then it's just, you know, for this movie alone, I saw three different teaser trailers for it and they were three of the major scenes in this movie and it's just like what what is the point don't tease i know but like that's not a teaser like a teaser should not be a scene in the movie it should be something that i'm either a not going to see it all in the movie or b a slight glimpse of something that you just need to know okay who's la Llorona? but like i saw multiple scenes of her in the trailer So I already knew what to expect coming into this. And like, you know, we were talking beforehand is that you do see her a lot in this movie. Um, I think that the makeup and the the outfit and everything was very similar to The Nun. And the way I put it was this was a Nun 2.0. The Nun was creepy because you're in the church the whole time and it's you're talking about a creepy nun. That's terrifying. But this is talking about just a woman in a wedding dress but it's not a wedding dress and then like she just has a veil on and starts screaming and attacking kids like so were there a few scenes that were very jumpy and good job leading up to it sure and then this movie but at the same point it just didn't do it and you know there was one scene where aj grabbed me and it literally scared the bejeebers out of me that was the boil jump out moment of the night yeah Mm -hmm. but that's because i got physically grabbed and like Mm. Not just grab, like, hard grab. So it scared the heck out of me. On my ribs, dude. Like, that was... No, you don't want it no more. It was terrifying. I'm going to do that to you. 
So, anyways, overall, it's tough to give this credit. I've been really trying to be careful with how I do these. It deserves some credit, but it can't deserve a lot of credit. Three out of ten. Or a one and a half out of five. But I'm going to stick with the three out of ten kernels. What, what about out of 20? A one. Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm just, I had to. <laughs> um, and I've, I don't know. Yes. 10, yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's right there. You're on a streak right now of seeing movies that you don't like. Uh, well, at least on the podcast. Last movie you reviewed on the podcast was Dumbo. You didn't like that either. That movie is garbage. Got big hype though. Three days. We are three of the three out of four of these people in the car are going to see a, uh, a good old movie called Avengers Endgame, guy. Yes, we're hoping to get this podcast out before that is released, and then hoping to do a podcast after that. Now, somebody said something during the movie. It was DeSisto, and he said, this is Lights Out all over again, which is a movie that came out in 2016, horror movie, no. Lights Out. That was, uh, well, that was, it was early in the movie when the lights were flickering on and flickering off, and Lights Out did that effectively, I thought. That movie, I liked Lights yeah. Out. That house was very similar in some regards. Lights Out, we enjoyed. That was directed by a Swedish director. That Swedish director has gone on to, since then, direct a movie called Shazam, which we both saw recently. Boyle, thoughts on Shazam? Wow, I, I have been waiting three weeks for this since it came out. I saw it the night of. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I think I saw it the next day or something, but... Um, Shazam was good, and I'm just keeping it at good. Um, <laughs> it pretty much, like, I, I, you have to give every piece of credit to this movie to Zachary Levi, and I really think that without him, this movie would not have been possible. Because, truthfully, I love the guy, I, and, you know, you're good at this stuff. I don't remember the actor's name who's the villain. Mark Strong. I like him, but... He was kind of, he was kind of like Mark over the top. Just I'm a villain and I'm gonna hate everyone and I'm gonna throw a tantrum and I'm gonna take over the world because I didn't get my way and I didn't get my powers and like it's like, and immature. yeah, it was totally immature. I mean, I guess that's the point of it. But Zachary Levi did a perfect job. Um, Michaela had a good quote on that. Was that like he brought what it really would have been like if you were a 14 year old getting superpowers like and i thought he was a because he's a he's a good like child at heart sort of person you know and he was able to really show that with his acting and i can 100 percent appreciate that um and he's living the dream of being a, a solid dc character who's going to be a huge character for them because he he has a huge fan base for kids now so they sucked someone else in you know the Aquaman kind of had all ages. This was definitely more geared towards family kid, I feel like. And humorous throughout. Uh, plot was kind of just blah. But I was still into it the whole movie, even though um, that was the case. And I'm excited to see where it goes from here. I kind of like... Um, I know, Mark, you said you totally saw the the ending coming. I did not see that coming. And I was kind of like... Oh, I like that. That's a nice touch. That was like, I, I, I literally like did a sigh of, ah, oh, like that. I don't know. It was just so like, okay, cool. I can respect that. And I really, I don't know why I didn't see that coming. And I wish you got a little bit more out of that at the very end. Um, but one fun thing that I will spoil. So if you've seen Shazam, skip the next 10, haven't seen Shazam, skip the next 10 seconds is that, and if you guys didn't know this, skip now. 
Henry Cable was not in the Superman outfit. It was actually Z guy, uh, Zachary Levi's stunt double. No way. Yes. Cool. So I fully appreciate that they gave him credit for that and just kept that. Um, but yes, overall, I gave this an 8 out of 10. I just thought it was just good. And you know what? I teetered a seven. I will be honest about that. But I, th- you know, you know what? Know what the way I thought about it actually? Did you give it out of 10? Eight out of ten. Oh. And it was funny because I, I laughed to myself. I, I thought of Mark instantaneously, and I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna give this a soft eight. There you go. <laughs> I was just about to say that's a soft. Eight. It, it was, it was a soft eight. It was like I was into it the whole time, but you know what? There's some solid hard eights out there. This was a soft eight. You were teetering towards seven, but I'll give it to you. That's just because I'm, you know, I like that stuff. Mark, what are you thinking? A flaccid eight. Uh, flaccid no, eight. Oh, for me on Shazam? Yes. I haven't seen it yet. I think I'm going to wait till it comes out. Oh, I thought you were going to see it. Nope. Oh, well, I just That's what you I haven't about. seen Shazam, but, you know, it looks okay. No, I said I hadn't seen it. So, you know, lo- love that these guys pay attention when I talk. Good to know. No, I actually talked to him before the movie. And, and I did say, hey, I was like, did you like it? Should I see it? Was my exact sentence to him. But the way Boyle was saying things made it sound like you had seen it. No. I really thought that conversation was Oh, good. this is just wonderful. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, no, I haven't yeah, seen it. I'm not going to see it. You? Probably. I, uh, I, thought it looked, I thought it looked good, but it's a movie that I was going to wait. I'm going to wait to see. Fair. Wow. Um, Our first preview of a movie. Yeah. That we're also reviewing. <laughs> New segment, Mark's previews. Movie looks decent. Movie looks good. We're going to wait on it. Uh, but, you know, we are going to see um, Endgame soon. Anyways, Ross, what did you think? <laughs> what? Uh, so, I saw Shazam, and as someone who's more of a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe over the DC Universe, and someone who sees all these movies, but is just kind of like, Hoping to be entertained by him. I was entertained by Shazam. Felt good after leaving it, which is saying a lot. Uh, we're not really saying much compared to a lot of the DC movies I've seen. I've seen Man of Steel. I saw Batman vs. Superman. I've seen Suicide Squad. I've seen Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam. I'd put this one right behind Wonder Woman and ahead of... Um, Aquaman? Yeah, I guess I put ahead of Aquaman. It's writing so bad. Man, yeah, I fell asleep <laughs> twice during Aquaman. Any movie that takes place underwater, I fall asleep. Anyway, this that's is too. What I mean, don't you think that this? So that's why I would say exactly that. That was where my placement. Actually, I don't even know because I would even maybe put Justice League up there before Aquaman. I never saw Justice League. Only because there was a lot going on with people and it kind of an okay storyline to it. But like Aquaman's writing was poor, dude. And I will give this movie credit is that Shazam's writing was much better. You could see, like, they put some good heads at the table for that one. There wasn't... There was... I hate to say this. There was some heart to Shazam. The foster parents, I loved. Great, great additions. This movie did a... I hate saying this because it's a superhero movie. It's a comic book movie. But there, it was somewhat grounded in reality of how people would react to someone they know being a superhero. And the foster parents were not... With the corny one-liners, they had heart, and we're dealing with real problems. I appreciated that. Um, Zachary Levi was a lot of fun. The writing was, like you said, they, they were having fun with it. At first, the first part of the movie was very just felt like immature and felt like a kid's movie, honestly. Uh, but the sequence where he's training to find out like what powers he possesses was one of the more fun sequences I saw in theaters this movie. Uh, saw in theaters this year, to this point. It is still April. Uh, so I, I had fun with this movie. It's a movie that I would say, if you're going out to the cinemas right now, 
I would probably say of all the movies that are out there right now at this moment, it'd probably be the number one movie I would tell you to go see. Ooh, so would you rather see this one or would you rather see Captain Marvel? What's the better superhero movie right now? Uh, I, you can't count Hellboy. That doesn't count. No, that is a great question. Hellboy's Honestly, freaks. I... Oh, man, I laughed more during Shazam. I enjoyed Shazam more. But ultimately, Captain Marvel would be more important. I mean, looking at Captain Marvel and Shazam, Captain Marvel took itself way more seriously than Shazam did. Shazam didn't take itself seriously. You know at all, what, though? I, I saw... So Seven I, out of ten. Shazam... That's your score for Shazam? Yes. Shazam was... Um, I agree. Shazam was funnier. Uh, Captain Marvel had some good funny parts in there, so it was definitely in the running, though. I don't know. My, I'd have to pick Captain Marvel, actually, when it came down to that. Only because Captain Marvel, I still think, was like... Even the action scenes were so much more like, whoa. Like, and the storyline... Like, I actually saw that movie twice, and I understood... Mo- it was kind of cool to see the... the Wow, I just totally got stuttered because I thought so fast. Those movies are cool to see a second time because when you first see these movies and you really have no idea what's going on, everything's like surprising. You're so in the moment and you like are like almost overwhelmed. And then you're like, oh, okay, so that's how it ends. You almost breathe after. But when you go into it a second time, now you know what's coming out of it. So you actually pick up on more lines and you pick up on more of the acting and certain scenes that you might have missed a little bit because you're like, oh my God, something's going to happen though. Like what's going to happen next? Like, so it was cool to see it in that element, and I don't think from Shazam I'd pick anything else up. It was a very dry to the point movie, hence the soft six. I mean, soft eight. That's a great point, Blue. Yeah, I agree with you 100% because not that I ever see these Marvel movies a second time, but I always know that you come back to never. me and you're like, no, never. You always come back to me and you're like, all right, now I've seen it three times, and now like this, this, and this, and you're like, and so I've known that about you. I'm very glad you yeah. said that on the podcast. It Those movies do lend themselves to a second viewing because you're not so concerned with what the next scene will be. Once you already know what happens, then you're able to take it all in. That's why I like rewatching Game of Thrones so much. All right. Um, so, yeah. I don't think... Yeah, AJ. Oh, quick shout out. I, uh, you know, just noticed this is that it's the 18th year anniversary of the release date of Shrek. Great Whoa. movie. Whoa. Shrek is one of the one... Thank you for that, AJ. Shrek... Sorry, Siri just came on Bluetooth. (laughs) She's here. Um, Shrek is one of like the first PG movies I could like continuously watch as a kid, and I loved that movie to the point I watched it so much I pretty much could go off and like do the entire script. The Rojas had family had like five DVDs by the time that that came out, so that was like heavy in rotation. Yeah, the whole family was quoting that movie for years. What are the other four? Uh, Camelot, Quest for Clam. Quest for Clam. <laughs> quest for a clam. <laughs> quest, quest for Camelot. The struggle's real, am I uh, right? <laughs> the the two thousand one, the two thousand one Patriots Super Bowl uh, team year yearbook video, um, the U two Elevation Tour, and a Knight's Tale. Those are like the five DVDs. A Knight's Tale. Yeah, oh yeah. We Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise. No, no, no. Oh. A Knight's Tale. Heath Ledger. Oh, okay. That we're talking. This I'm is like two thousand two. That's what it was. Night was and like, day. Yeah, oh, night and day. Well, I'm talking and about a terrible thought, movie Dude, I thought you were talking about that. I was like, that is a weird fourth movie up there. But no, that makes way more sense. Okay. Yeah, we watched those movies a ton. Anyway, uh, great call, AJ. Fun fact about Shrek. Originally, was going to star Chris Farley. And then, uh, so they had the writing, uh, the drawings designed. They were in the animation stage where they're matching his voice to that. 
Uh, and you could actually check that on YouTube. You can see the original interpretation of Shrek as, and Chris Farley wasn't doing an accent. He was just being Chris Farley. Yeah. Uh, check it out. It's a, and then when Mike Myers came, they completely had to change his look, they said, because yeah. of that. Now, also, another great movie is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. And if you haven't <laughs> yeah. seen that. Could not disagree more, my <laughs> friend. I loved The Secret Life of Walter oh, Mitty. I actually I really like. I really liked that movie. Two actually, hours, I'll never get back. how great was that when they tweeted that the other day? Like, awesome. oh, the first look at the trailer for The Secret Life of Walter <laughs> yeah. Mitty. Thoughts? Yeah, and, so call. I was dying oh laughing. God, you got Guys, me. Guys, oh, we have to give credit where it's due. And if you like us somewhat and want something better, nice. <laughs> you have to go listen to the Lights Camera Pod. It's it's there. Uh, they got picked up by Barstool. What, about a year ago? Yeah. yeah. And um, I just started listening a few months ago. Rojas has been listening to them for a long time. I wish I listened sooner. They are awesome. They have all the news. That's where we get our news about stuff. But they're also, like, really, really funny. They're and just really awesome, funny. good to listen to. Explicit, so make sure your kids aren't around. Hide your kids. Hide your wives. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> that's I, I yeah. got to give them a shout-out because can't that's where, yeah, that's where these, some, some of these jokes come from, like, and... We laugh. We share them. The th- like the three of us consistently. They are. They are. Mark's hysterical. become a, lo- a pretty regular recently. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. Absolutely. I do love um, the Lights Camera Barstool podcast. I listen to that a lot. Those guys are. They're very funny yeah. to me. And very knowledgeable. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the fake, uh, the fake ads that they do. All the fake ads. Are the fake gold. ads really get me. Oh, it's like, so good because when you listen to other, when you listen to other podcasts and they do like real ads, you're like, this stinks. And then you have them who like completely dub and make their own for them. Uh, I got um, another one. I listen sometimes to um, Chet Waterhouse. You know oh, that yeah, one? Adam yeah, Adam Carolla. Yeah, Adam Carolla. Yeah, he does the fake sports announcements, and he has to literally say, uh, like, this is this is an actual ad, because he'll throw in, like, fake oh, sponsors. Fake ad, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and he's, like, some of the things he can cook up are, like, just yeah. the funniest oh, so ad I've ever heard. They are hysterical. Yeah, that that's a great call to Sisto, because this, this one's brought to you by so-and-so and so-and-so. When you got this, 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 this. Yeah, that, like, that's, like, the tenor of those. Oh, yeah. So funny. Well, reminding you to play with pain. Pain. <laughs> so after Shazam, now that that's wrapped up, the only other one I want to talk about was a movie on Netflix. Everyone can watch, stream at any point, and I do recommend it. It's called The Silence, and this okay, movie right. was. I'll you talk about it. To, I will. So let me pull up the. Okay. So this movie, when I first heard about it, was literally oh, compared my. to. <laughs> was literally compared to. Uh, Bird Box and, um, hold on, Bird Box and the A Quiet Place, and when I went on, I like I went now. First of all, I know what you're doing. I watched that tonight. I went Netflix. Yeah, and I'll tell you something. It was perfectly described to me. It's, it literally, it literally. You guys are so distracting me, but it's. I know what the reviews are. Yeah, I know. You're going to have to cut some of this out. So basically, <laughs> cut this. I'm cut this. It, in. Cut it this. was literally between A Quiet Place and Bird Box, or A Quiet Place, I'm sorry, and Bird Box, and that could not have described it more perfectly. Pretty much you have uh, these two, this family, it all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this is um, not like just this whole thing happens. I don't even want to go into it, oh, but you... Shit. 
It's not zombie, I was going to say. It's not that. But you get to see the creature that happens. And, like, you see what happens, how it comes. And it, it just, it hops right in. It honestly had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. I, Michaela and I loved this movie. It was so good. And then the only thing that killed it for me was, like, the very ending. Like, something big happens, and then all of a sudden it's, like, five minutes and the movie's over. And I was like, oh, I really thought we were going to see more of this, you know journey and stuff and then it kind of like i you know without giving it away like some it, like the movie just kind of ends and you're just like oh okay um but it was still great i'd given that four out of five stars or eight out of ten uh eight out of ten uh, on the fisher scale um shout out to damn fisher we need you on bud but uh yeah it, it was really good i really do suggest that out of shazam i reviewed what was it shazam that and pet cemetery i think all in one day um, and Pet Cemetery was junk. Don't see it. Not worth it. And I know, especially people who I think saw the junk. original. Junk, dude. Junk. Uh, especially people who saw the original, I think that they won't appreciate this movie either. So I think they might have my back on this one. Um, it just basically focused on one family the whole time. And I really thought that there was going to be more to this story than what you kind of saw in the trailer. And there isn't. And everything that you thought was going to happen is going to happen, and I'm spoiling it for you, and that's it. And that's it. This 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 whole episode has had so many spoilers because most of these movies are like, eh, whatever. Yeah, if they're you know. garbage, then it, they're, we're exempt from spoilers. I love what they said on, again, to quote them, Lights, Camera, Pod. If it's a huge movie like Avengers, you have... 24 hours to see that movie. No, not 24 hours, but they were like, you have three days to see that movie and then spoilers should be gone. You get the whole weekend. If you didn't see it, okay, within three days, then it's your fault. But a movie like these, like La La Rona or, you know, um, The Silence, like these movies have been out for a while, so shame on you. You should have already seen it then. But if you're listening to us and you want to know what to do, we're telling you right now, Pet Cemetery, in my, in Boyle's opinion, don't see it. La La Rona, don't see it. Shazam, see it on Redbox. I'd like that, Mark. And then Captain Marvel, I still probably, out of all the movies right now, would go see that in the theaters. Maybe Penguins. I liked Pet Cemetery. I enjoyed it. I uh, I thought it did a good job did of... You, it, it earned... Did you enjoy it? it did you read the book? It was No, I didn't read the book. I didn't see the movie. So I can't speak to that, but that's a great point. I think this is very much a movie, a horror movie. This, this is a horror movie... F- this is an horror movie for I'd say a different generation than Boyle and I. I think it's I think it's for people who are used to a little bit more traditional '70s and '80s kind of horror movie, but shot obviously through a modern lens. So I enjoyed it. I thought Jason Clark and the family and the the child actor, the actress, the little girl, I thought did a tremendous job, uh, especially in the second half of the movie. It's very it it, it felt like it made, to me it earned its creep factor. It's earned its scares. Cough. Let it out. <laughs> okay, so I feel great. Okay, all right. Wasn't sure. Uh, I enjoyed Pet Cemetery. Um, it wasn't great. It didn't reinvent the wheel. It didn't reinvent horror movie. It didn't push the genre. I liked it much more than The Curse of La Llorona. Um, so I, I gave, I'll give you that. I gave, I'll give you that. I gave Pet Cemetery a seven out of ten. Um, There's no point in Pet Cemetery where I was like, oh come on, or this or that. It was no. I it was agree. and it was really grisly too. Like. It was R-rated, and it, I mean... I will tell you, too, about Pet Cemetery. at least I was 
intrigued. I did give it, I think, either a 5 out of 10 or a 6 out of 10 because I was so torn. And I was just like, it's just an okay movie. Like, all right, maybe if you want to see it on Redbox, but like, is it worth it? There are so it's many movies it. out right now. And there's so many things being streamed and like TV shows and movies and this and that. Like, no, go start Game of Thrones. Don't see these movies. That's my, like, something like, like when you have to, when people have time now, the great shows are the ones that have hour-long episodes. People are now choosing those over going to a movie. And if they're going to see a movie, it's got to be one that's incredible, in my opinion. And those are eights or above. Besides that, wait for Redbox for if you you had a small interest and you were like, should I see it? They said it was okay. I'll take a risk when it comes to dice. I'll roll that dice then. I ain't going to the theaters for that. We talked about that. Yes, we did. So I saw the original Pet Cemetery. Um, now I thought that did you did you guys see the original? No, no. So you guys saw the new one. I've seen the original. Now I decided I wasn't gonna see the new one. Okay. I thought it was going to be you know the same, and it, you know it was the old version. It was decent, you know, with the lack of effects, obviously, because you know the premise is sort of like you know zombie-ish. Mm. If you didn't know that, like it's not a spoiler. I mean. Pet Cemetery. It's been out for you know decades, yeah. right? And um, I knew I didn't want to see it when in the trailer they took the iconic line, like the only line that people still recycle from that. Sometimes dead is better, yeah. and that's what I thought about the new one. Sometimes dead is better. Ooh. Maybe they should not have remade it and just you know let the sleeping dogs lie. That's a, that's a common trend in many movies now, right? In many remakes, it's it, I think. Way to go, Mark. Couldn't have said that. Yeah. Can that just be the new slogan when we open up? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. Dead is so better. We'll, we'll do that with all the remakes that we just didn't like. Sometimes Dead is better. Because you know, what are you, what are you going to do with Pet Cemetery besides just, like, redo the effects? Yeah. Like, I don't know if they changed the ending or not, but, like, who cares? Like, Dead is better. Don't remake these movies. <laughs> Stop it, please. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but what do you think of it? Because they remade it, and it was great. And here, oh, okay, do you want to know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, now here's you ready for? Yeah, you ready for my thought? My thought is Stephen King got popular again, and he's like, "Oh, this is great. I've got great technology. I'm gonna remake everything. He, Why not? Because it's only gonna it. it's only gonna bring in money." And there was this one series I saw, by the way. And if you can find it, I suggest it. It's called The Rose. I saw it when I was a kid, and it's by him. It's a twelve part like mini series. It is creepy, dude. That was probably one of the scariest things I've ever seen. When you compare, you know how you all have like your one thing you compare horror movies to? Like, that was it for me as a kid. But to bring up another question, Mark, I'm going to really heavily focus this one on you. But, and I, I almost think I want to wait till we do an Avengers podcast, but I'm going to pose it now. We're going to throw it on the pod. It is should they ever remake Avenger movies? Right. And my thing is, no fucking way. Because, like, you have your Thor. Sorry, Maybe I know. He's got an explicit. But, <laughs> like. Are you going to beep it? Or? I'm, I'm, I'm going to beep it. There should be a beep. There should. I'm going to the e tell you something. <laughs> yeah. They're literally, they should never. There's one Thor. There's one Captain. There's one Robert Downey Jr. doing Iron Man. They casted these people perfectly. There's no need to do them ever again. Yeah, but forward 50 years from now. There were a lot of people that, you know, see Batman as Adam West. And they were like, why would you, like, you know, remake it? And yeah. then, then you get a Christian Bale. So in, like, you know, in, like, 30 years or something, and technology is going to be, like, nuts. 
know, the special effects are going to be amazing. But think about how many more phases. There's still more phases. They're still going to do it. It'll still make money. Nah, they won't do it. I don't even Money. Think I sh- do it's I want so them to? Harsh. No, I'm gonna be an old man yelling at the clouds. No, <laughs> this is my Spider Man. This is my Iron Man. And that's and that's a perfect point. Is that we will be old men if that happens. Ye- if, yelling at clouds. And at that point, I'll accept it though. At that point, I would accept it, but I don't want to. Much like I'll accept the cold feeling of death crawling <laughs> from my toes up through my body. Because we were yeah. talking about pet cemetery. Is that why? Yeah. When I'm yelling at like my grandkids, I had a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was a yeah. cool guy. Yeah, no. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. They'll be like, "What? <laughs> like Grandpa needs his medicine again?" <laughs> Grandpa my... was in his prime. Is <laughs> <laughs> that making any sense? <laughs> but I, I, you know, I'm gonna say no. Like I wouldn't want them to yeah. to remake it. But will they? Oh, yeah. Duh. Duh. We will, we'll, we're going to post this and we're going to revisit this question for the Avengers podcast. Like, that is going to be a must. Because I want to hear your take, Rojas, but not now. Not now. I, uh, no, look. not now. Oh. I literally just said it four times. I know you said not now. And I have been listening to what you're saying. I'm realizing now the way I want to review movies on Twitter to preview the episode is just use a, uh, gif of that time that Shia LaBeouf live streamed him watching movies for 24 hours oh my god so yes. that's what I'm doing right now alright that's perfect <laughs> I love that you figured that out during the cast um, well cause I listen to the episode when I go to edit it so sometimes when you're talking I'm like ooh I can't wait to like listen to this again when I go to edit later and your thoughts about when they remake these movies how am I gonna feel about it I think you're right, boy. Like, we're just going to have to come to accept it because that's what Hollywood is. I mean, they're kind of doing it already with their childhood movies with these Disney movies when you think about it like that. But I heard that there was a thing with that, that, like, Disney said, I need these movies remade in so many amount of years, like 10 or 20 years, whatever it was. The rights on the story? Um, I don't know if it was the rights on the story, but because he specifically knew technology would be better. I just saw it somewhere. I don't can't say it's true. Unreliable source. But I had read it online that Disney wanted this to happen exactly at this time. Like, he was a very brilliant man when it came to that and, like, was like, no, listen, we're going to make a cartoon version now because down the line, this stuff's going to be able to be made happen the right way. So, will there be a Marvel park opening soon? Probably, because it's Disney owns everything. Disney Plus will be coming out in November for $6.99. And yes, I will be signed up for the $7,500 shows that they're going to put on and the 500 plus movies that will also be added. Yeah, I'll start off I at the 699. 7500 hours. 7, hours, that's true, not shows. There I are a lot of shows that. Yeah, I was going to say like they own everything. It's incredible. Um, I did see one other movie and then we're done with this podcast this time. It's crazy because Nick and I have had a hiatus of movies. No. That's not it. We just have not been able to go see anything April together. April 4th is our last episode. April 4th. It's April 22nd. Uh, schedule, schedules have been very busy for both. Matching things up. Plus, there haven't been, honestly, great movies coming out. And I feel like we've kind of just gone on whims seeing things. But I also saw this Netflix film called Unicorn Store. And it had same cast as Captain Marvel, friends. Okay. Which is who? Who's the main character? Brie Larson. Brie Larson. She directed the movie. Yes, she did. Brie Larson directed this movie called Unicorn Store. And guess what? Samuel L. Jackson's in it. And guess what? They're pretty much best friends in the movie. And it's like, all right, this was definitely at the same time as Captain Marvel. Yeah, but but guess what? I'm going to see it because Samuel L. Jackson's in it. I'm going to tell you something. Like, 
one out of ten stars. I, like, I'll be lucky if it even. I don't even know if I can give you think it that. I have high hopes for something called a unicorn store. I I couldn't, dude. I it literally there was. I will give. I I have to give it one out of ten stars, and here's why, because, God bless her for how good of an actress she was to portray someone who's just, an adult, child idiot. That's all it is. Most She's of playing. Most are adult children idiots. Yeah, but I'm saying when you see it, you'll understand. She like actually pulls off being an adult who just still believes in unicorns and like just how immature she really is as a human, as an adult. And it was just like mind boggling. And then you're like, Oh my God, she's like acting. This is like, this is like impressive that you're this good at it. You know, I got that invested into this. Come on. So you, or you at least earn a star. I I saw a ghost Rider two in theater. So I have no bounds to what I will, (laughs) will and will not see. Dude, if a Ghost Rider 3 came out, I'd be at premiere night. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go dressed up. Like yeah. My finest. Leather jacket. Yeah, Nicolas Cage <laughs> out. They need to make a spinoff for Spider-Verse with Nick Cage's yeah, noir. Nick, Nick Cage. Him and the pig need to team up for a total episode, for a total movie. If they wanted to keep, wanted to actually, actually get me to buy Blu-rays of movies, if they did like a 40-minute feature uh, film... With those two teamed up on the Into the Spider-Verse Blu-ray, yep. I would consider buying it. I'm not going to lie to you. I guarantee you it might become a TV show in the in the Disney Plus under the Marvel section. That's I'm totally possible. Plus then, then I'd be a customer. That would was movie was owned by Sony. So Boo. They, they don't own it. It's, oh, it does say an association with Marvel. But you're right. It is not by Marvel. So no, can't happen. Will Homecoming be on Disney Plus? Yep. Okay. Very excited for The Mandalorian. Very excited. Brie Larson's a great actress. She was great in Room. Uh, she was also great in Short Term 12. Um, Brie Larson was also great in Scott Pilgrim vs. the Universe. Or was it Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Versus the Universe. Well, anyway. Versus the World. 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 Yeah, grow up. That was a great movie. It was a great movie. I own it. I have not watched it since. You own it? Yeah. But I, that's like a that Blu-ray. It was funny. I keep on my shelf, and I just don't watch Blu-rays that I own because but you I'm like, no, you have it. You like knowing it's, it's there. It's there. It's that's there. why Boyle likes his DVD I collection. Affi- Dude, I officially have too many DVDs for that section. Wow, that, who could have predicted that except for everybody? Ooh. But your collection is majestic, Boyle, and I appreciate you. And facial. Yeah, I did. I, so I don't know if I told you guys this. This is great. Uh, Michaela sent in a picture of my ducks to like the um, girls oh, got to eat podcast. Yeah, I did. Oh, and I got sure. Mohawk duck tonight, dude. Mohawk duck. Wow. Yep. On, for Hawkeye. <laughs> for, when we do the preview of this episode on yeah, the Boylan Ross Instagram, the Boylan Ross podcast on Instagram, uh, Boyle will reveal duck. Mohawk duck. And I just have to say, finish that story. So she tweeted it at Girls Gotta Eat Podcast, the Barstool Girls who are really? like wicked raunchy. Dude, they posted Wait, no, it. Wait, no, call her daddy. I think there's two of them. But anyways, There's chicks in the office. Uh, well, it was, oh, maybe it's not, it's one of the three. But anyways, they posted it. There is a girl's got to eat one, but it's one of them. And um, and they posted it on their story. And it was like one of the questions she had asked. And I was like, kind of embarrassed. But I was like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but anyways, that was pretty funny. Oh, so God. that's that's a look in our lives. This is a long podcast. Thank you guys for. Well, I, I have, uh, well, oh. quickly, we have the people who uh, respond to our Instagram, and also uh, Jules Coco had a quick reviews of Shazam okay. and uh, Pet Cemetery while you pull that up on our Instagram, at the Boy One Ross Podcast <laughs> on Instagram. 
Uh, Jules Coco said 8 out of 10 for Shazam. I liked how it focused on the good versus the evil in a way about two men who felt left out of their families, but they both used their powers in different ways. And in the end, the good one over the evil, oh, well, spoiler alert, or Shazam over Dr. Savannah. Now Billy figured out what the true meaning of family was because all of the foster siblings stuck by his side. And then she said Pet Cemetery was like a seven and a half or eight for me because at first I felt like it was boring and horrible acting, but eventually once the act- action started to pick up, it got really good. Definitely had me jumping out of my seat, which she actually did. She physically jumped out of a reclining seat, which I've never seen before. Great athlete. Um, I, th- I thought the ending was great because it wasn't what I predicted at all. There are some things that also was a little confusing, though. Like what happened to other people that went back there, like the random neighbors in the beginning. Focused mostly just on the houses on the land, but how come the patient in the hospital was haunting the dad? Did he have a pet that he put back there? Things like that. Yeah, it's very true. Private quack. <laughs> quack, quack, quack. <coughs> follow the show on Twitter at the Boylan Ross Podcast. Actually, the BNR at the BNR Podcast. Oh, follow us on Instagram. Boyle, what'd you ask? What are, what are, what are the answers? <coughs> I asked. What's, I know, it's so unorganized, but you know what? It's been a while, we're a little rusty, and we're just having fun, the four of us in one car. Um, so this one was, we I just threw out randomly, which it's funny, I can't hold it. Uh, what scares you the most in horror movies? Like, what to you would scare you the most? Uh, we only had two responses on the BNR podcast, this only is, because this is great. we posted this it about awesome. ten minutes before the movie started, again, bad on us for social media this time um more me but then my bad um we got one answer that was rojas who said commitment and that was hilarious <laughs> and t- the second episode the second comment was from becca viennes with the suspense Ooh, isn't that back. isn't that what horror is no, that's, that's like I know. a different between It's actually horror a complete movie. horror suspense and thriller are totally different movies. Let like, me dude. comment on that. The one thing that actually scares the living crap out of me for horror movies is when they run at you. When they're like... When it's first person and the creepy spirit yeah. thing, monster, whatever, starts running at you, that makes me jump backwards totally. every time. Even if I know it's coming. You know what, and AJ, just to go off that, so if you don't know, AJ and I are stepbrothers, and AJ, as a when we were kids, literally would get on all fours and do that creepy, like, demon grudge, grudge sort of thing. Hard, yeah, yeah. And would run at me upstairs and stuff, and that was the same thing. Like, I don't... There's pure panic and pure, like, your heart fell out of my body like it just was gone like I'm done I'm dead I'm gonna get possessed and I'm gonna have to deal with this like this is gonna be terrible and that I would probably say is probably the worst thing for me too because the faces can be scary at first but then I'm kind of like I'm now more studying their faces in the movies I'm like interesting makeup choice and like or like you know what can I compare this creature to and like but it's in the, it is definitely that initial reaction of something chasing you, like coming right at you. Like in your dreams, when something's chasing you and you are running as fast as you can, but you're not, you're slow and the thing catches right up to you to get you. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like it's that feeling of like I'm helpless and yeah. it's coming and there's nothing I can yeah. do to stop it. That's a good point. I'd like to, to branch off of that. It's I like it. I, I get way more scared, like not like when they say like charging at you or something like that. It's more... When it's like slow, the victim is is helpless. Like if it's the main character, 
And like you know, like they're coming. And then uh, what also gets me too is if they've got like a real creepy voice. Oh, the yeah. voice always gets me. Like um, one, like it wasn't a horror movie, but in the Dark Knight, when not that, like that. I mean, <laughs> but like you know, in uh, in yeah, yeah, but like um, in in the Dark Knight. Um, in the Dark Knight, when the Joker, you know, he, he's got like the the random civilian who dressed up like Batman, and he's like, you know, look at me. I was like, whoa, yeah. scared the hell out of me. Like, so if if they can, uh, you know, get the the pitch or the tone of their voice right, that'll that'll scare the hell out of me too. I absolutely agree. It's uh, all what we love about horror movies. When it's a horror movie is good, you just feel it in your bones. You're, you're terrified. You're almost like covering your eyes because you're like, oh my god, I can't handle this anymore. I'd say one thing that definitely freaks me out about uh, horror movies is the overwhelming sense of dread and anxiety a movie can give you by not paying off the scares until the second half of a movie. That's what scares me in horror movies. Like, I don't know what's terrorizing these people. What was that movie we saw where they finally revealed the face two-thirds of the way through the movie? It was terrifying. Was it Lights Out, Boyle? And we were and we were like that stuck with us for a while. Wasn't it like Oculus when it, like they poured into it? Remember, wasn't it Oculus? No, we didn't like that movie. I feel I love that movie, Oculus. I don't think that's a movie actually. Now that we say it, yeah, it was no, a, it was 100%. the mirror one, the one with the mirror and the we things looking that. at it, and then the thing spits its like demon spirit into her, into the little girl. Yes. What? But I don't think the movie's called Oculus. It no, was called exactly. Ouija. Yeah. No, you're thinking of Oculus. It was oh, Ouija. Ouija. It was the second Ouija, Ouija movie. Yes, that's right. Oh my that was God, in our movie past days. Right. They finally the showed the, mirror you're the, right. the, the Ouija. Right. The second Ouija great. movie, AJ. They finally showed the demon's face like two thirds away through the movie. The whole time you hadn't seen. You it. hadn't seen it, and then they finally show it. It is terrifying, Ooh, and then it yeah. like spits like this just tube of demon sauce into her mouth and and then the scene cuts and Boyle and I were like dude like legit like terrified terrified this episode is 53 minutes long we have a few reviews from my parents from several movies they've seen over the last month we'll tack them on at the end here we're gonna wrap it up any final thoughts from people in the car AJ nope I'm good see you next time guys thanks for having me as always this was amazing always great to have you on Mark Boyle endgame let me tell you something. This is the end game. And it's going to be an emotional ride. And I hope you know. It's been a long ride for us in the podcast. But, like, it's been longer for me. And uh, I'm very excited for end game. I'm, I'm ready for the close. I'm probably going to sob. There might be, like, a, there might be a, a straight up, not a cry, not a tear, a sob after this one. This is going to be just a stand up and the slow clap. And just, I can't wait to be immersed with that crowd. It's going to be a special night. People are going to be like, everyone's going to be feeling it. Yeah, this is big. And uh, long time coming. I can remember premiere night last year for Infinity War. Dude, I remember being in the parking lot with Jay for like a half hour, just spitballing theories and this and that. And like, this is going to be the one time there's no more theory. That's it. It's done. It's a close. It's the end game. And I'm very excited for this. And I just, I'm, Stay tuned for the next episode. It's going to be a good one. I will say this. Over the last three years since I've seen Civil War, Boyle has gotten me more and more excited for these Marvel movies. And that's a testament to how much of a big fan you are, Boyle. And I really do appreciate that, buddy. It rubs off. Even though, like, I always joke, I always joke, 
I do have fun going to see these movies with you. Uh, that being said, when people ask me uh, about Endgame, I'm like, can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see my buddy Boyle cry. And they're like, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah. To me, that's what I'm more anticipating than <laughs> anything that happens in the movie. It's just I Boyle's reaction. Moment. You should bet on the moment. I can't wait. It's gonna be, Tony Stark is going to make one <laughs> sly remark at Captain America. Boyle's going to go. <laughs> you know You know Tony. what? Also, I'm so... I, and oh, I, I got to be careful with my rant. I got to stop. We have to stop this podcast. But like... I'm even like I'm excited for Thanos. Like I'm just so excited to see him again. I'm on the record as being Team Thanos. That guy's <laughs> onto something. I've said it for years. I agree with Dwight Schrute. We need a new plague. <laughs> Thanos, you know, <laughs> when, I, uh, I you guys have said it. Bef- I, I think you guys have talked about this before with me. What if, like, you know, <laughs> like the movie starts going and it's just like. Thanos was right. Like and the like, world is way okay. Better. Yeah, <laughs> everything's going. And they're like, huh? They're like, yeah, we're sad. Like everyone's kind of gone, but like, there's way more uh, food. Yeah, uh, I'm not that hungry anymore. Like, <laughs> pollution has gone down. Yeah. drastically. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Yeah, that w- I could. Uh, that would be a, a circle situation because sometimes the best villains are the ones that you're like, I can kind of see their point. I can kind of see their point. All right, guys, we gotta wrap this up. Right. We're gonna come I'm back for Endgame. See you guys uh, at the BNR podcast on Twitter at Rojo36 at O'Boyle92 at the Boyle and Ross podcast on Instagram. Follow us there. We like to keep doing stuff on there. And now let's send it to my parents with a few of their reviews from movies they've seen over the last month. Take it away, mom and dad. Bye, guys. Bye. And Nick and whoever else, this is Cookie and Kristen. We just saw Shazam. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to go right out of the gate because I know you guys want to have a quick podcast. I'm going to give this movie about a six. Uh, it was all right, entertaining, but a little too long, and after a while, it was a little sophomore. Yeah, I was nodding off a couple of times. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with these types. It has to be said. We have to get through it to get to the other one. I don't care. Oh, so you think it was a setup, a boil setup movie? A boil setup movie. Okay, you heard it here first, boil setup movie. I gave it a six. You give it... A five. A five. Ah. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Okay. I'm Cookie, and this is Kristen. And we just saw Pet Cemetery. And uh, I was going to start it off by saying I wasn't even scared. Uh, why don't you be a little more honest? I was scared like a little bit, but what? Not a lot. All right. Jumped. <laughs> So many times that it scared me. The movie was good because this one over here to my right, which this is bad radio or bad podcasting because no one can see where you're standing. You can be in front of me. No one knows. But the person to my right literally had her hands covering her mouth several times in fear or in shock of what she was seeing. Now, the movie was not overly graphic. No, no. There there wasn't a lot of gore, if you will. It was just genuinely a little creepy. I mean... You know, I walked out of there. So we saw it at what time? Five o'clock. So we could get out of there and the sun would still be out. But that doesn't mean that I was going to be scared or anything like that. But I give it a solid seven. You? Uh, Yeah, I'll give it a seven, too. It was a great adaptation of Stephen King's movie, uh, book, I should say. Um, It was good. Definitely worth seeing. See it? Yes, see it. Should you see it if you don't have A-list like we do? Um, uh, That's a tough one. Maybe you wait for video. Really? Wow. Well, I mean, I think we saw it the top of the line. Dolby, big theater. Loud, the noises. Do do, do average Joe go? I say go see it. It's worth going to see the movies. Okay.
All right, I changed your mind. All right, okay. take care, guys. Bye. Bye.